Welcome to the Walter intro. Hold on. <laughs> I forgot already. I was going to say, how come no one told me about the clap? <laughs> we did. We did. Oh, you did? Yeah. But it's okay. It's okay. So, basically, hold on. I, I fucking forgot the story of my song. <laughs> and I wrote it. Basically. I remember it. Okay. Go ahead. Did you see this is a train wreck? <laughs> you have a lot of editing to do. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Sleepless nights. Yeah, sleepless nights ahead. <laughs> hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Single in Miami. This is Dayron. And Javi. Nice sit, bro. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had a beer. That's the thing I, you know, I hate about Javi is every time he's drinking something, you could hear those gulps. It drives me crazy. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in, guys. Tonight we have a very special guest, Jazz. Hi. I'm Jazz. I'm here as a guest from All That Jazz podcast, just coming to um, put my two cents in the conversation. We just uh, had an episode in her podcast, and I'm super excited to see it myself, and everyone should check it out And we have an audience. And we'll put that link in the description as well for everyone to view. That's perfect. All right, so... This is part two of Meeting at the Crossroads, and previously on Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> we had an affair gone wrong. Con quien anda mi mujer? Maria. <laughs> we're going to play that card again? Yeah, we're going to do it again. <laughs> the very dramatic Telemundo novela, right? And of course, because he ended up marrying the woman, karmic retribution came to bite him in the ass. Mm -hmm. And she ended up cheating on him. Mm, yeah, I remember. History repeats itself. It circles back to him just... It started as an affair and it ended with an affair. And for tonight, we have part two. Yeah, you do some fucked up shit, you get fucked up shit done to you, right? It's like the way it works. So, let's kick it off. Yeah. And we have Meeting at the Crossroads, part two, his POV. The divorce came, and with it also arrived all the legalities that came with separating and our children. I began calling everyone I hang out, everyone that I had lost contact with. This experience taught me I know who my friends are. I needed to distract myself from the pain. Fast forward three months, I had sex with a bunch of women. I even slept with a girl who was a virgin, and we did it on an inflatable mattress. Looking back, this was probably so fucked up, but at the time, I was looking for anything to numb the pain. Then my cousin called me one night to do something, and I didn't want to do anything. I was just devastated. I was emotionally fucked up. I couldn't see my kids every day now, which were my world. My cousin then tells me, fuck it, let's get you out of here. You need to go out. My reaction was, just come over. We'll watch a movie on Netflix or something. His response was, I don't want to fuck with you, lol, which made me laugh. And after some jokes, he convinced me. To fuck? <laughs> no, bro. To go out. Oh. Finally, I tell him, fine. Let's do this. I really don't want to go, but since it's you and you want me to have a smile on my face, let's go. I picked the very first shirt I found in my closet. It was this long sleeve professional work shirt. Oh, and it was fucking yellow. Insert throw up noise here. <laughs> it was this bright highlighter yellow shirt. 
Where the fuck did this even come from? Whatever. I pair with a pair of jeans, and we head to Blue Martini and Kendall. We arrive, park, and enter. It was packed. We make our way to the bar, and I get a drink with my cousin. He buys us a shot of tequila. I buy us a beer. I'm glad to be outside my house instead of being consumed by my thoughts. It's a breath of fresh air. Or maybe it was just a fog machine. My cousin and I are talking about nonsense, and I see this girl from across the dance floor. She was taking a couple of pictures with her friends. I told my cousin that this was going to be my next wife. And he was like, are you serious, man? I told him to follow me and push me, and I bumped into her. I obviously apologized. You may think I asked to buy her a drink, but I had seen her turn down a drink from another guy who had approached her prior to this. Anyway, we locked eyes, and I asked her to dance. We dance all sorts of salsa, reggaeton, merengue, you name it. Dude, she was a fantastic dancer. We were in perfect sync. After some time, people start smoking and she wants to excuse herself because she doesn't like it. Turns out she was asthmatic. I ask her if she wants company and we proceed to exit and we sit outside the noise. I ask her if she wanted anything to drink since we had been dancing for some time and she was reluctant to accept anything. Eventually, she asked for a bottle of water and I went and bought one for each of us. We spoke for what felt like a long time. It was about everything and anything. Our goals, careers, dreams. I told myself, if this was going to be something, I was going to be fully honest with her. So among the many things, I opened up to her about my children. To my surprise, she was extremely receptive. She said she loved kids. I thought it was too good to be true. She asked to see them, and I show her pictures from my phone. I also took the opportunity to exchange numbers with her. It was getting late, and she said she was going to go. So I asked her if she wanted me to walk her to her car, and I did. We walk over, and I tell her that I have a cousin visiting tomorrow. But I wanted to see her tomorrow, and possibly go out somewhere. She agreed. As we're walking over, she says this was her car. And I'm like, this is your car? She was parked right next to mine. Eight years later, and we're looking at spending the rest of our days together. And now a message from our sponsors. This segment is brought to you by the folks of Equinox Staffing Solutions. If you're looking for a job, give Equinox a call at 786-755-1970 or visit them at equinoxstaff.com. This story was also sponsored by Arctic Circle Air Conditioning, where your house will be so cool you'll forget you live in South Florida. Call us at 305-904-2867. Dale. And we're back. So... It's a lot to unpack in the story. Right? That was a lot more wholesome than the last. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Wow. I mean, it looks like everything was, looks like everything already went downhill, right? Yeah. And so for him to not want to go out, I think also, like, I'm like such a into, like, oh my goodness, this is so meant to be, right? And maybe like a hopeless romantic, because right there they were like parked right next to each other. What are the odds of that? Like, they were totally meant to be. And I think he did have to go through what he went through last time because, again, you know, everything is full circle. So you put out something and then it came back to you, you know, with that, with the girl. And then you don't want to go out. You end up going out. You meet this girl and you're, you know, you instantly are like super drawn to her. And then you're parked right next to her. And then you guys are together. So I just think it was like. It's a little yeah. romantic. Yeah. It is definitely. I like that he knew and, and he tells his cousin, that's going to be my wife. Yeah. How do you know that? It, it's almost like yeah. the intuition kicked in, you know? After all this 
BS that he had to go through, that he had to do, that he did and went through. There's nowhere else to go but up, you know. And what I like about this story it was so organic. Meeting her, you know, in, in the wild, so to speak. In Blue Martini. Yeah. Right, not on an app. Dancing, you know, just <laughs> kicking it off. Yeah. It was really nice. A little wholesome. <laughs> he does say that he that this experience taught him who his friends really are. So how do you guys feel about controlling partners that uh, tend to, you know, not give you the space that you need? And, and a relationship space is very healthy. Here we see that uh, prior to this encounter, right, prior to the divorce, he had lost touch with all his friends. And this teaches him who his friends really are. Yeah, like I feel like it started mildly off at first. Like maybe she was like, oh, don't go out, stay with me, we'll do something. And then it just got like progressively worse because I've been there. You know, it, it didn't start off with like, oh, I'm too good for these guys. Like, oh, they're not. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's uh, something that happened to me. It didn't start off. It didn't start off like that. You know, it started very mildly like, oh, let's just go eat somewhere instead. Right. Or, uh, yeah, like I'm not in the mood to hang out with your friends or something like yeah. that. I think when people first get into a relationship, they're very much like into each other. And so they tend to like not want to go out. You know, it's like a natural thing, like you're cuddled up or booed up, you know. And then I do think that, and I've been on both sides, right? Like I've been on the part where I was like being controlling. And then I've also been on the other side where I, I felt like I was being controlled. And usually they come from a place of like, insecurity or like trust issues you're trying to like prevent something that you think like oh they're gonna go out and meet someone else and I think what happens if when you get to a mature place in relationship like you do relinquish control and you realize the reality of it is you 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 can't control anything and you can't possess people right you can experience them and you can enjoy your moments and time with them but you can't possess them and uh, I think it's kind of sad when you want to keep someone caged up because ultimately they'll end up being really unhappy anyway. Yeah. And people stay actually like that for years. And I've seen married couples that should have not stayed that that, <laughs> that long as well. People get jaded. You know, like the honeymoon phase yeah. only lasts for so long. Yeah. And then you're like, I want to hang out with like more people, you know? Yeah. That, that's something that happened to me. Like, yeah, I love hanging out with you, but let's invite my friends over or your friends over. So then it all depends how you start. How you start will determine the outcome of the relationship. Well, also, I was going to say, now, um, communications was my major when, you know, when I got my bachelor's degree. And what first got me into picking that major was taking an interpersonal communication class. And they actually go through the steps of, like, you getting into an interpersonal relationship. And it does start off with you guys spending a lot of time together. But there's different stages in a relationship. And at some point, you have to get back to being individuals, right? So in the beginning, it's like we're together every day, you know, and then at some point you have to kind of have your space to be with your friends and let them be with theirs. There, It's only like a honeymoon phase, like you were saying. And that's where the controlling aspect comes in, because people can't let go of that honeymoon phase and they, mm. they want it and they're addicted to that, oh, you know. Yeah. And or, they're or like, they're, it should be how it was in yeah. the beginning and they're expecting it to be like that forever. Or maybe they're just afraid that you might realize they're not even good enough. You know, there's always that that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a deep realization, man. I think I think realizing it takes a lot of self development, uh, and just I think awareness is a scary and beautiful thing at the same time. But on that note, you need to learn to co to coexist with each other after the honeymoon after the honeymoon phase, you know, dies out. 
Because it does have, what is it, like it's supposed to be like a three-month thing? Probably. Ish. That's a good yeah. amount of time. You might gain a couple of pounds and sit in the <laughs> house and just eat together. Then you got to, at some point, get back in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's that comfortable face. Oh, I lost so much weight since my last relationship. Right? Absolutely. You were just sitting there, like, eating, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, all the time. Eating his, heart, eating his heart out, you know? <laughs> eating his dude, feelings out. Yeah, yeah, dude was sad. Dude, I was sad. <laughs> so our next question here is uh and it's something we've revisited it seems uh men are more likely to do this than women and you basically use sex to distract themselves from the pain to try and numb it in a way do women have this tendency because oh, I, 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 don't think, I don't think <laughs> because I, I don't think we've asked this we've we've had any any uh the female perspective on that question yeah no we haven't actually. we've covered it yeah. Well, I think that there's like, that's a two-part answer. I think I hold more traditional values, but I do recognize that more, I would say the majority of modern women nowadays, they do try to, you know, run away from the pain by being with different sleeping. What is it? Sleeping away the pain? Yeah, just trying to to numb the pain away with. Right. But I do think it's more detrimental when women try to do that because it, it doesn't. It just doesn't. Like I... You know, I think for guys, like maybe it does actually help a little bit. But look, even not. this guy, he was doing that, right? He was like sleeping with anything. And the girl that the virgin that he did it with, I'm sure she was like damaged for life. Yes. Whereas he was just like going through this phase of trying to heal. For her, she probably like thought they were gonna be together forever. So hmm. it's like a cycle of hurt. <laughs> we get hurt. And then in turn, we hurt others. But are we willingly doing that? Or I, or are we just trying to, or is it just like we're not narcissistic? Thinking, it's yeah, subconscious, it's, I think. I think it's narcissistic, yeah. Like we're trying to just, it's all about me. Yeah. And we're not aware of who we are hurting in the process. Yeah, definitely that narcissism and lacking empathy for others and how it can impact them. But then you get hurt, you know, you you break up uh, out of this like toxic relationship and it's like a fog in your mind, right? You like, you can't think straight. And and all you want to do is get that fog out of there. You know, and that that's the first thing that comes to mind is just like sleeping around. Why is that the first thing that comes to mind? <laughs> because we want No, no, no. I I I, I actually I generally didn't mean it as a joke. I'm just curious. Why is it that we resort to that method? Like that is the it is the go-to. Because it's like human beings, we want intimacy, right? So we're looking for intimacy in other in other people. Well, maybe it's to like try a, and... a rush of like you know, you know, when a man is at that peak moment of, you know, that climax, it would give them some sort of satisfaction, and then after that climax, it's probably like, oh, that did nothing for me. Yeah, you know, it's the lead up to that, right? Like I can get a girl, I can get someone that wants me. It doesn't like a want to be wanted, like feel right because men are hunters, so they feel like they're able to get the prey when they get when they're able to get that. But I guarantee that in during that phase, as soon as they're done, they feel like shit. Exactly, mm. it's like oh, that was nothing. Like, so I feel like it's deeper than just you know the 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 physical gratification of it. I think it's an impulse. It's in the moment, and and but once you're done, you just want to get up and go. Because it's not really a learned behavior, is it? Is it learned? I don't uh, think so. In our culture, you know, we um, are the men in our in our culture are very like misogynistic, and very uh, like you know they just fuck around, and 
Maybe. Maybe that's where we get it from. I don't think so. But I mean, uh, this happens to men from every culture. So you can't really say that your culture, you know, did that to you. That's a broad statement. And we <laughs> we can't prove it with like statistics. We can't. I mean, I don't know if like... Man, we don't have the numbers for it. We yeah. don't have the numbers. Well, have according to my calculations. <laughs> I have it pulled up actually right here. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> she came ready. <laughs> right. I was going to say, I think... Yes, there may be some difference culturally, but I do think across the board, men in general would be more likely to want to sleep around in a situation. Or I think like it does something for men, and maybe it is just like a tradition throughout all the cultures where they're like wanting to sleep with some, you know, sleep with a lot of women makes them feel some type of confidence or something, right? It's, I think in, to, 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 to a point, it's about empowering yourself again and trying to dig yourself out of that hole. But I don't see the body count helping the mental state. It doesn't help the mental state, but I think it's like, think about when you're judging, you know, a, a man. Like, you know, a lot of times women... Even though they may say, but they're usually drawn to the man that gets all the girls, right? Shit, are they? I don't know. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so, right? Like most of the most sought out men are the ones that like tend to have all the, you know, and maybe they're more established or whatever the case, but wh whether or not they, no, if they're established, a lot of women are going to want them, right? Uh, I think it's not so much them wanting the guy that, Fucks all the girls. It's more as the guy one. that has options. Right. He's the most desirable guy. So he's yeah. going to have a lot of girls. So what does that mean to other men? Right. And they say, like, why do men want to be successful? Why do they want to have a nice car for the girls? So women are attracted to the guy who has a lot of options. The guy that's hard to get. But by default. That is so fucked up. <laughs> no, really, guys have it hard. They really do. And there's, there's the other side of the coin where someone goes through a breakup and they don't have that confidence mm -hmm. to sleep around and then they go into that you know deep depression that cycle it, it's almost like they revert back to their primal nature it's mm -hmm. just sleep around as much as you possibly can that makes sense you might not even survive and if you can't sleep around and you, you you know you fall into this deep depression and god knows maybe you start hating women and you take it out on them and, and then, it's and fucking then, awful. And then you join the insult community on Reddit. That's a possibility, honestly. Yeah. Wait, what is the insult community? Oh, God, no. I have to get a side note about that. You don't know about the insult community? It's uh, incel, how, how is an expert? Involuntary uh, celibacy. Oh, like the guys that are not able to get any. Yeah. Oh, Which man. is it's a, a huge culture. It is, it is so incredibly cancerous. Mm -hmm. uh, that met it, so you join. I think people join us as, as a joke, but then eventually it gets to a point where you you generally start hating women. As a, as um, there were a lot of um, what's the guy that shot like so all these people? Um, Elliot Rogers, I think. Am I thinking of the right was person? Was he a part of the community? N yeah, and he posted that he was gonna go and 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 oh, women don't want to sleep with me because of X, Y, and Z, so I'm going to go and kill all these people because and, of it. And you know what? That is true. Now, I don't have the statistics, but I, I have seen the numbers, but I just don't recall them exactly. But there are a large percent of men that are not sleeping with women, right? Mm -hmm. And that goes back to the point of that that small percent of men that are getting all the girls are the ones that seem to 
have it going on, right? So that makes sense why a guy would want to sleep with a lot of girls because they feel like they still have it going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think just be yourself. And, we kind and, of, and, and, and there's so many people in the world. We kind of compare ourselves to others. Like, oh shit, this guy, this guy I know, he's fucking all the girls. Why can't I? I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a thing during that phase, of course. Okay. You have to, that's an unhealthy train of thought, mm-hmm. obviously. Never compare yourself to someone else. But I can see it happening. After a heartbreak, you find out who your real friends are. You know, the people that still want to talk to you, even if you're in a depressive state, still want to hang out and get you back out there into the world. And like his cousin. He wanted the best for him. Um, how do you, how can you tell, you know? You can't really tell who your friends are until you go through, like, one of those phases. Mm-hmm. Do you know who you can trust? Me? No. Absolutely. Uh, you guys have been there for the for the worst and for the best so far, so. Well, I mean, when times are good, everybody just wants to party. But as soon as it goes south, you know, it's like, oh, this is too much work for me. I'm a dick, you know? I think that really does teach you who your real friends are. Um, that support system, it's not a support system in the bad moments only. It, they're there, you know, from day one. Yeah, that's really important. I think it goes back to that same um, neediness in the um, honeymoon phase of a relationship. Because sometimes friends feel like when you get in a relationship, if you're not able to give them the same amount of attention, even though... because. This is still an interpersonal relationship. You still have a pretty close, intimate relationship with your friends outside of, you know, sexual. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just almost the intimacy, intimacy level is just literally on the same scale as like a sexual partner is just without the sex. So when you're um, in that type of relationship and you, you know, found someone new, your friend could feel slighted, right? And they may not want to be your friend if like things go sour because it's like you weren't here for me during that you know you got with this guy or you got with this girl and you forgot all about me but i do think like you said your real friends they're okay to release you into that relationship and when you're ready to come back around they're gonna have open arms because they weren't like necessarily um doing it in like a neediness of like you but just more so like an actual genuine connection and love like because again love is freedom too Mm-hmm. Shit, that's love is freedom I like that nice uh, that's that's how you know your best friends like you you may go like an extended period of time without being able to talk to them but as soon as you you get back uh, it's like nothing ever changed you know that's right. how you know uh, yeah. mm-hmm. how who your true friends are oh, sorry I was gonna throw a joke and, and then I decided to <laughs> and I decided to not just do it bro throw Let your joke bro. No, no. throw your joke come on never text me back bro I, I never text you never back, text back and bro. I never will. <laughs> <laughs> I leave your shit on red, bro. Wow. But when I meet when I when we hang out, none of that hey, matters. I need you to come get me here. Who's there? Huh, who's there? Bro, you needed me so much more than <laughs> All I right, needed Rihanna. You. you need me. Come down with that shit. When you called me at like what, three in the morning to go chase some uh some little dogs? Oh my God, I remember that. Who was there? Well, we never caught the dogs. Yeah, but at least say like, hey man, you're, you're kind of going through some stuff. I might not be able to respond. Just don't leave them. I always figure whoever's calling at that, at that hour, it's an emergency. Please tell me it's an emergency. 
Yeah, you remember? And not that you're just drunk and just want to, like, for the lulls. It was, like, two little shih tzus that this guy called me up to go yeah. chase because they had, like, escaped. In my defense, he lives two minutes away from me. Oh, yeah. So, of course. Not it's even, like, just, not even just, like just come outside. Yeah. Hey, I was sweating that night. I was chasing them under cars and shit. We had we to fight off them. a security guard. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't let us until I were in there. Oh, yeah. Mama entrar. Dude, so... Okay, hold on. Circling back because we digressed there. I'm sorry. I think finding a support system is it's 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 pivotal in general. You need you need to be able to find those people that you trust. And by the way, you can count your friends with one hand. You yeah. re- you really can. I think so. It's funny how in high school you go from like this massive group of friends, and then as you get older, it just starts to dwindle out very what, very quickly. What if your family is your friends? You would need two hands. For that. <laughs> Um, that's a general statement, Daron. I, I feel like we're all different. There's people that have like a large group of friends because that's what they're comfortable with. I myself like a small handful of friends yeah, same. that I know really care, you know, and I really care about them. What about you, Jess? You have like a large group of friends or a smaller group? Um, I was gonna say I think no one really has a large group of friends. I think. The people that appear to have a large group of friends, they're actually probably have a large group of associates. They're, I don't really think you can have more than a handful of friends. Yeah, because it, it would be like a shallow acquaintance. There you yeah. go. Maybe they can't differentiate. They may think they have a lot of friends, but when when the stuff goes down, they'll, they'll realize they only have a few. That's right. <laughs> they'll soon realize. Just think about how many friends you may have, like on Facebook or Instagram. Like you, you can't call on none of them. And I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the the circle of friends for like females. The females have like amazing support groups. They're feeling sad on Facebook, and and someone will come up like, "You're beautiful, honey. I love you." <laughs> it's like that, and then it just it's like a hundred a hundred messages like, "You're so beautiful. You don't need this bullshit. You're so strong and independent." And men do not have that yeah, men are not whatsoever. Like that. We're like, bro, let's go get you laid. Or bro, let's yeah. go get you drunk. Or I'm bro, like, quit the bitching. <laughs> like, you're getting me <laughs> right. tired. Yeah, just bottle that shit up, man. But you know the weird thing about with, like, the, the women dynamic? Like, they will be like that, like, when you're going through it. But, like, when you're actually doing well, then that's when they, like, talk bad about you. And they're like, mm. oh, she thinks she's all that. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Well, women are very, like, competitive with one another, right? I mean, just, there's so many more women than men right so think about like women are like competing to get the man so that you know they want to have the better body the better everything better status all that if people are competing why are there so many single people right now because all the women are like with the one guy yeah it's probably like 10 minutes 10 women to one guy they're competing for the best man not like chump change i mean if you were a girl they on would you go after me or like the ceo (laughs) of like Oh, bro, you're a pretty charming guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they wear makeup. Women wear makeup not for men. They wear makeup for other women. Oh, you know what? There's this really, um, there's this saying about makeup that I love. People, women wear makeup to make up for what they don't have. Oh, shit. (laughs) I heard one similar that um, it was, oh, when women match their undergarments, it was for them. For you to see them like that, it was something among those yeah. lines. I, I, yeah, that's that's truth, brother. <laughs> uh, lingerie, uh, matching underwear, and bra, yeah. 
That, they're... Hello, speaking of clothing, what's up with this yellow shirt? <laughs> I know. A highlighter yellow shirt. Our protagonist wanted to stand out. <laughs> and this is the way he could. When you read that part, I was like, he really... I, I think he really just didn't care. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? That's that's a whole other element. Like, she really like had to look past that. <laughs> it, it was almost like a caution sign. It's like, caution, beware. I'm <laughs> toxic. Right. <laughs> what if she... Wait, 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 wait. Would you be turned off by a high... Okay, so I, it's, it's a button-down, right? Long sleeve, highlighter yellow at the club, tucked in with... Horrible. You know, know what? To make it even more romantic, that was probably like her favorite color. She probably loved your shirt. <laughs> oh my god! You should get to like find <laughs> out. Probably, dude. I- I'm thinking that has to be a gift. We're not gonna reveal it yet. I know the answer to it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> um, I mean, this guy used to work out heavily. Uh, he probably wasn't still like in his prime. He probably, you know, lost, gained a few pounds. Stop taking creatine. Stop taking creatine, you know, because you get comfortable in a relationship, especially when you have kids. You can't sleep at night. Sleep, lack of sleep, sleep makes you gain a few pounds. I don't so know like, if you know. You would know. Yeah, right. You have two children. Three. Oh, three? My oldest. You didn't meet. Oh, I didn't meet her. Boy. Oh, him. Okay, sorry. So, how... Yeah, hold on. I'm thinking back to Raul and him telling us that he was waking up at like 2 a.m. every single night mm-hmm. to feed Charlie and like just to make is sure. Is Charlie a baby? Charlie's what, two now? But this is like during the time he was waking up to feed the baby? Yeah. And what was the wife? No, no, like, no, no, they, oh, they, yeah. no, 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 they would take shifts. Yeah, <laughs> they would rotate. They'll, they'll, they'll team it. They'll yeah. team it. Well, or were you asking like, did I go through that? Yeah. Yes, but I think, you know, I, I breastfed, so you just, like, kind of pop it in and just go back to sleep. A lot of times I, I wasn't even awake for it. Yeah. Nobody was awake. <laughs> just like... I don't think I own a single yellow shirt. I don't think I've ever breastfed. <laughs> but I think, too, for men, it's different, right? Like, women want to get married and be in a, a fa- have a family and settle down, whereas men, it's like, that's that doesn't make men look cool amongst men. Think about it. It's like, oh my god, bro, you're getting married. What have you done? Your life is over. And then think about women. It's like, oh my god, bro, you're getting married. You hit the jackpot. Like you're, you know, you every woman's dream. Oh, I want. I can't wait to have my wedding. Whereas like guys, it's like, man, man, you really sure? Like it. it it's it's the total opposite. I, I feel like nowadays though, there's been like this big switch where women don't want to get married, but men do. I feel that. You're absolutely right. That's because there's more modern women than traditional women, and they have completely messed everything up, in my opinion. <laughs> Go up, girl. Because, I mean, like, uh, when Raul got married, we were super happy for him. Yeah. And then, you know? Because you guys must be real men. That's why. A lot of men don't. Well, I mean, it's just because, I guess, like, it's just different, right? Because men take the most risk when they get married, right? Because they have to. They have to do so much. They have to be the breadwinner. They have to provide not just for themselves, but now they have to provide 100% for their wife, for their children. They have to make it happen. That's a lot of pressure on a man. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right? That's what I was thinking this whole time. Like, yeah, it's pressure for both. But damn, can you imagine? Because um, I can't traditional women, 
are always pressuring you. I, I know. Oh, I was wait, in that. Wait, hold on, hold on. On behalf of traditional women, that's not true. Hold on, because in my in my relationship, I would I'd be like, so she would be like, so when are we getting married? When are we going to move out and have children and stuff? And there's a lot of pressure. I knew. Yeah, yeah but but you're talking about a, a girl that wasn't traditional. Not at she all. She was toxic. She was toxic. But you know, it's it's not that that far off. Um, I've heard stories where you know. People uh, not not so much got pressured into marriage, but, you know, there was a constant like, oh, hey, um, you know, we've been together for a while. You know, we're going to we're going to move to the next step, you know, and it's a lot of pressure because um, there's just a lot of uncertainty behind the people, next step. Yeah. People want to be comfortable and they don't want to change that. No, I think I think I think it's it's just fear of fear of the unknown. too. there's too much uncertainty. And that for me, that worried me because. As we've as we talked about in the previous episodes, um, you know, my equally long term relationship, after like what six seven years, it's like what is the next step? The next step, it, it just didn't come. Like I knew right off the bat that I did not want to marry this girl, and I did not want to have children with her. With, really? Yeah, and it was it was going on for a while, and I I kind of like, you know, had to play it off like. In, in that sense, I was toxic, too, because I knew what I wanted, and she wasn't a part of what I wanted. And I, I just kind of, like... Settled. Yeah, I for settled. For the moment. Yeah. See, I, I, was the, the I was the traditional guy in that case where, well, the stereotypical. Let me refine that. The stereotypical guy where, you know, after six years, I'm like, I don't think I want to do this. And she wanted it. It took you that long to realize it? It took me a while, yeah. And I think that is, like... Um, speaking on behalf of like a lot of women, I do think that is why they put the pressure, right? Because women, you know, they they kind of, they're on like a, t- a ticking clock kind of thing, you know? Whereas like guys tend to like be in their prime in their like mid-30s where they're like in their career and they're like making good money. Whereas like women, you know, they start getting older, you know, breasts start sagging. So it's like they, they need to get like wifed up in their prime. And so if they spend six years in a relationship and then they get nothing and then they're back in the market, now there's like younger women that are like more getting more sought after because, right, men want, most men are attracted to younger women, younger looking women at least. But I think it depends because men, as we get older, we start liking older women. You think think so? Yeah. I I, I did for sure. I've, I've I've dated older, way older. I always think, like, if an older woman, like, gets a younger guy, I feel like that's so, like, she must really be, like, dope. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very mild way of putting it. (laughs) I guess that is the reason. She has to be really dope. But is, so is wedding the old, the end game then? That's what it, that's what it comes to. I wanted to put my two cents on, on the the whole uh, deciding to begin with, because I feel like if a man goes into a relationship and right off the bat, he knows, like, he doesn't want it. He, I don't think it's going to be very difficult to convince him otherwise. You know, but if you start you off the bat, just starting from the beginning. If like you're looking for it, like if you start off the bat and you're like, nah, I don't want to have, I don't want to marry this girl and I don't want to have kids with her. It's so going to be very difficult. But you're saying your after mind. meeting her and going out with her and dating for a while. Yeah. You're going to have to like, for men at least, you kind of have to want it from the beginning. You know, you kind of have to be looking for it. Okay. So you're saying enter the relationship with that mentality. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that always is the case, though, because some men will, like, be, like, hardcore, like, I'm not even going to get married, I don't even, but when they meet that woman, it's just, like, 
dang, I'm going to marry her. Like, it, it, it can definitely change the mentality, right? We got to look at the time frame, you know, if it's within those first three months yeah. or, you know, past that. Do people get married like six years into a relationship? That's a good question to ask. That's Bro, so long. My, my, you my, know? my dad got married after a year. And yeah. they together for over 25 years. Our culture, at least, we get married quick. No, he, no, but he, I asked him one day, I'm like, Pops, like, I'm like, Papa, like, how did, how did you know? Because that to me sounds insane. And he's like, I just knew. And that always stuck with me. I was like, how, but how is it that you know? Well, look at this guy. Like, he mm -hmm. knew when he seen the girl before he even went up and introduced himself that he wanted to marry her. And that he was going to, right? He said, I'm going to marry her. Yeah. And that's that that's, clairvoyance. That was before even introduction. No. That was literally with the look. That's the red string of fate, man. You guys heard, heard yeah. about that? In the Japanese culture, apparently everyone is born with a little red string tied around their pinky or index. One of the two. Pinky. And it's invisible. But we're all linked to our soulmates. Like that. You really think so? Like, I'm like yeah. looking at my pinky like, really? <laughs> It's cute. Is it true? Well, it's, I'm like, I'm all, I'm like, I'm <laughs> this romantically. Maybe. Is it true? I don't know. Oh, no, it's one of those myths. I'm um, going to look this up. This yeah, is like the so red cool. string of fate. Maybe when we're made, uh, uh, like we're one soul split in half, right? Uh, that's my Alexander teaching right Isn't there, boy. Is that true? That's, yeah. uh, that's what I teach. We're one yeah, soul split in half. That philosophy right that there? Is that is Aristotle. That's Aristotle. Like that makes sense, right? And then like... You're just yeah. trying to find your other half. Yeah. I mean, think about that. That whole like masculine feminine thing that we were talking a little bit about on um, my podcast like to me like that's the yin and the yang right yeah. because then together that's one whole mm -hmm. and then you know that because when you actually come together and make love and that's when you can recreate life that makes total sense it's the alchemical magnum opus the rebus exactly I, I remember reading in, in greek philosophy you you mentioned aristotle but i, I don't think it was aristotle it might have been someone else aristotle was the one who said that to alexander and, and hefashion because I, I remember that like they were talking it's like uh oh like humanity we used to be a single thing you know and then like we got separated you know the myths happened we were separated into two, two different beings and then we're just trying to go back to that perfection. What research did he have like to back this up? If you think about it, we're all just space dust, right? We're all just like dust <laughs> that formed somehow in the universe, made us who we are, and to dust we shall return. Oh, geez, dude. That <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Josh, that was deep. deep right? <laughs> yeah. So Aristotle was telling that to Alexander the Great okay. and Hephaestion. You guys, he basically said, you guys are one soul split into two different bodies. Yes, yes. And I thought that was beautiful. I teach my kids that all the time. It should feel that way, right? It should. Love should feel like movie love. Oh, I don't know about that, dude. I think it should, man. I don't know about that. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I think so. I I'm like, I think I'm a hopeless romantic. Like, I think it should be just like the notebook. Same girl. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm, God. Like, not no. the notebook. <laughs> not <laughs> the notebook. That shit is toxic. <laughs> really? It is so toxic. It, he wrote it her seems every so, day It seems so cliche, though. Not only she, that, it, like, a lot of the times it's creepy. Like, in the last episode, <laughs> you mentioned that, like, how in Twilight, oh, I watch you while you sleep. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, that, you know, in the movie, that's romantic, but that's creepy as hell. I actually saw a YouTube uh, video of uh, these two guys, one filmmaker, one 
therapist or he's into psychology and they break down movies and they were breaking down the notebook actually and this was recent and uh oh boy it was bad Mm-hmm. I have they to were send saying you the it link. Was toxic? Send me it, the link, please. Super so toxic. So I'm like attracted to toxic. I think we all are a little bit. <laughs> but you know what? You're right because I have learned recently, like I said, like in the last maybe year or two, where I thought that it, everything was supposed to be like this happy thing, right? In marriage and in, and in relationship, and I think this is why in today's society, like so many divorces because women think if it's not like that fairy tale that they were seeing on the TV that they should leave the relationship. That's why Disney growing up it needs to be toned down. Yes, that is kind of toxic actually. So yeah, I think we are like naturally attracted to the same. I thought the same thing. You know, I wanted that movie relationship where, you know, everything is beautiful. But no you you may have those moments where it's like very beautiful moments, but you have to also know that it takes a lot of patience, a lot of but respect. But a movie is, is, is cut, edit, you know, yeah. pace. And you don't see the background and the in-between and the struggle. And oh, that's so that's yeah. where the patience comes in. Wait, I, I, I had a question earlier because you, we've been talking about marriage a lot here. And <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he said he wanted to spend the rest of his life with her. Mm-hmm. That is true. <laughs> but, okay, it... You guys are making it sound like marriage is the end goal. I don't think it is. I think finding the person you want to spend the rest of your days with should be the the angle. I get I, when it comes to a relationship, I guess. But that shouldn't be your purpose. Who the because fuck is this guy? You can be perfectly happy not married, and that's okay. I mean, yeah, it depends on your individual goals. Agreed. It depends on your individual goals. I agree. With yeah, that. but you no, but you can be happy have happy with your partner not married and i think that would be okay as long as there's, there's an, as long as you guys are fine with it oh okay i thought you meant like alone no no no, no. okay yeah as i say a lot of people might not be happy alone no no alone. not not alone <laughs> we're social creatures so we don't do well alone no no but i don't think marriage is the ultimate angle for a relationship okay, wouldn't it be yeah it is it is a path that you can take yeah. but Some it's not the path for everyone yeah i mean marriage is an idea Right, more so than it is, uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's a ritual, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't have to be married with somebody to be married to them, you know? It's just like, signing the paper doesn't change things. It shouldn't. It doesn't. It shouldn't. But it's, it's a, it's... I mean, it comes back to the movies. Uh, some girls just want to have, like, a really beautiful wedding. That That's why they want to get married, too. And that adds more to the pressure. Yeah. As a man, like, because you have to They're provide like, that beautiful wedding. I want the wedding. ring and the yeah. wedding. And again, it's really, that's where I'm saying, like, it's all about, like, a lot of people have, think think of, like, this fairy tale. It's, like, just this beautiful wedding, this beautiful ring, this beautiful relationship where this guy comes and sweeps me on my feet. And it's just like, well, after about five and ten years in, it's not going to look that pretty. And if you can't realize the real, like, you know, when you think about your vows, right? And I think whether or not you're, actually married those vows like should be really serious right yeah because you're saying like through thickness and thin through sickness and health like till death do us part that not until one day i'm not feeling happy mm-hmm. yeah that's a big that's deal because so many people leave i i've been guilty of it i was like i'm not gonna blast myself but well you know what i'll blast myself i've been married a couple times where yeah. i was like i'm gonna have to put like a sound effect in <laughs> <laughs> like whoa but, Oof. 
Right. <laughs> but it, it's like you, because I think originally I was thinking like, well, if I'm not happy, like, I still wouldn't be here anymore. It's just like, well, you're never, women have feelings that change all the time. You're never going to always be happy in a relationship, right? Do you guys agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, they're happy moments. You, if you're constantly in a state of happiness, you're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> because happiness is taken by moments. It's not, it's not a constant state of mind. It's not. So if that's what you're looking for, a constant state of mind, bro, let me tell you, that does not exist. <laughs> Shit, you might need a lobotomy for that. <laughs> can, I, can I just say how, how uh, scammy diamonds are, diamond rings oh, in yeah. particular? It's a scam. They were so expensive for no reason. How do you know this? Because it's, it, they're so common. They're honestly so common. Uh, I, I uh, saw like a video essay or several videos saying that diamonds really aren't as expensive as you think they are. The whole, you know. Well, they're not rare. Yeah, they're yeah, not they're rare. They're not a rare mineral. So they're, they're beautiful and all. I'll give them that. But um, like, what is it? The three months wages for a man to get his wife a diamond oh, ring. Oh, yeah, I've in. heard about this. Yeah, that's completely BS, man. Bro, go to Solano's, put a quarter in, and get that ring, and there you go. A, a, a ring pop, Ring bro. pop, bro. Yeah, a ring pop. Yeah. That shouldn't matter. That, see, and if we're looking at it in that way, then all you want is something materialistic. No, I don't think the ring should matter either. If you're, if you're choosing to walk that path, is it nice? Yes, but if that's what he wanted to give you, or she wanted to give you, Let's see. I don't know. Who knows? Who proposed to who nowadays, right? Jazz. Uh, I knew, is it I a knew factor? You were ask me. Is it a factor like <laughs> the expensive diamond ring? If it comes from the heart, I, it shouldn't if, matter. I was gonna say I, I don't think I speak for most women on this one because I don't think the ring matters. But I know that probably eighty nine nine percent would disagree with me. <laughs> I just don't think. I think it it could be something else, right? Like I was looking at these bracelets where you get it, it's some, I seen it on um, there are bracelets that like they they you go get them and then they're like they what are they um, clasp clasp magnetic they're like claspless bracelets and so you can't take it off mm-hmm. and you can get them like you and your spouse can get them and they don't come off well, I mean obviously unless you it's, get them off it's but, like a cuff <laughs> yeah but but it's like no they 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 do this thing with this like wire and it's like and it, and it doesn't what? it's like linked on there. Um, so I that's, think something that's like cute. that. I'm, that's right? pretty. I like that. I don't know how I feel about that. Right. Doesn't get damaged. You well, know, I have a thing. Can. Like I, I just, you know, would, I'd rather the guy just get my name tatted on him. Shit. <laughs> 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 oh shit. That oh. escalated really quick, Jazz. <laughs> on the forehead, yeah, right? That's forever. No, it doesn't have to be. On the that forehead. is really forever. That's <laughs> <laughs> forever. That's not forever. It is. You, you can just get find out when I die. Just get a hot iron and just. Mark you could laser that thing right off. <laughs> just no, just just start listing them on your arm and just X them out. Oh, you can tie it right over it. That's true. Someone it, did it. It'll be even bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> it is cute. It is cute. I like the bracelet idea. I'm just wondering if it actually lasts. Yeah, you know, it's forever. Like, it's 14 karat gold, and and you just I'll show you. I'll show you after. But um, it, it'll survive wear and tear. Good thing yeah, about that is the, so. the man can't take it off, so he can't cheat. Exactly. He as, never as he's cheating, he's looking at it. <laughs> She's like, where'd you get this bracelet? That's why I Funny think... Funny story, uh, I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I think it, it's uh, it's cuter to give a girl a plant than it is to give her like roses. Roses are really pretty. Don't get me wrong. But roses die. 
and you wanted something to signify the way your relationship is going to be, and it's going to keep growing, right? It's going to start off small, maybe. It's going to keep growing. That's, That's so what, deep. It's so it's it's kind of romantic, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say something about that because that was like kind of like a little tricky thing there because it's this guy that um, he has like a podcast too and he was on a show with these women and he was saying that he gets, like if he wants to start dating someone, he gets him a plant to see if she knows how to nourish it and keep it alive. That's nice. like a test for a girl, right? right? If hmm. you if you buy her a plant, like can she? Because that's you know like whether she can keep you know is she gonna be able to nourish me and the children? Or did you give her the plant and then like two weeks later she's like oh it died I just I didn't water it or I didn't keep up with it. Yeah. So yeah, you could get her a plant, but what if she doesn't water it or take care of it? Then would you not want to be with her anymore? Man. Yeah, because that, that, that's, <laughs> like, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> like, yes. that's almost like yes. That that's almost like if you're in it for the long haul and you want to have children. I mean, if she can't take care of a plant, how is she right? gonna take care of your children? You wow. should get yeah. That should you mm-hmm. guys should do that. You guys but should, a like, plant doesn't talk to you. Plant. Children do. You see them like like they're yeah. They're, I mean, a plant is there sitting doing nothing. It's an idea, you know. It's the idea of nourishing. There you go. I like that. I guess if they would, yeah, okay, fine. You know what? I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to debate the plant thing. I do like it. it because is, it's, it's, it's an inexpensive gift, but it means the world, mm-hmm. right? Or it means nothing if she lets it die. Mm-hmm. Mm. We'll put that question in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I mean, it, it's a good way to show, like, if she's even really interested in the relationship, because if you give her a gift and she's not taking care of it, it's just like, what's the point? Uh, I don't know, because I've, I've received gifts and I love them, and I thought they were very thoughtful, and How I many just put them aside. Hmm? How many plants have you given, Harvey? Yeah, but you, I mean, you've established you're toxic as fuck. Yeah, I am toxic. I mean, I still appreciate the gift. It's just like, yeah, yeah after a while, you just kind of forget about it, put it aside. It's, you're, you're not a hoarder, Josh. You don't, you're not going to keep everything that I you ever received. The gift Daron gave me wearing right now. Oh, shit, yeah. I think I got that shit for Christmas. Hey, I, I'm wearing the homie bracelet right now. <laughs> the oh, homie bracelet. This was like, what, like two, three years ago? I think so, yeah. It was before COVID, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 Daron gave me this ugly-ass bracelet like two podcasts the ago. The homie bracelet. It is the ugliest doo-doo color, green vomit color I've ever seen. It's so nice. Thank you, Jazz. <laughs> See? She appreciates... It's the thought. I made it. This one is like doo-doo color. <laughs> No, this one's worse. Oh, wait, he's admitting mine is horrible. Like, this is worse. Well, that, that was a test. You failed. Yeah, you definitely did not pass that. <laughs> no, listen, listen. It is a thoughtful gift, but if it breaks, I'm not putting it back together. No, you better collect all, all those I'm not, beads. No. I'm not wasting my time. You but, you, but, if you, but if you, that was where the nurturer comes in, because if you had someone to do that for you, they would for you. They would put it back together. I'd never take it off in the shower when I'm having sex. If it breaks, you got to get in there. I'm looking at it box. constantly. That's a, li- that's a little gay hobby. <laughs> I never take it off. It's like you a permanent. You should take it off? No, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> no, you're going to be nah, there with care. me in spirit while I'm having sex. No wonder I'm like, what? what is my ear? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, so we're, we're at the club. You see your girl, right? You're like, you want to go at her, but you don't know how to go at her. So the approach is, bro, bump me, you know, push me. Have me bump into her just slightly. 
Now that she hits the wall, Majissa, that a tips her. Does that actually work? Uh, I I like to tackle. <laughs> Sink so your claws there. into the jugular. Yeah, I just imagine him like knocking him on the floor. I, you know, I, I, I'm just like a a fucking football player, just run straight at them. I mean, it's a good way to catch somebody's attention. Would you do that? I wouldn't do that, but it was a smart play. What do you think? I've done it. I'm good. Bumping into somebody. It works. Like, oh my bad. Yeah, it actually works. It starts some conversation. Uh-huh. I mean, where does that conversation like? Oh my bad, and then what? Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. Let me get you a drink, and then you just you point out something that uh, like they're wearing that they like wear, and nice. you're like, oh, that looks very nice, and you just it's just it's it's very quick, and it's also in the moment. What if she has like a drink in her hand, and you like make it she it spills on her? That's why you have to be very careful about the bump. It's a or light she bump. has on heels that she's not really good in walking mm-hmm. in, and then she falls. It's a light bump. I mean, I can <laughs> see that it's a <laughs> it's a light bump. It sounds like cocaine. Oh my god! I'll take a light bump. I can see oh, that it's effective. That. Like, let me stop saying that. The, let me stop saying that. And then you're just like, "Hey, take a bump in the bathroom." <laughs> I mean, I I can see that it works. I, I it probably works, but it's it's not like natural, you know. Like you you're planning this. Like, oh, I'm gonna go bump into that. But girl. when you have a girl surrounded by eight other people, you fight them all. <laughs> All right, Josh. Dominic. He's, he's a Viking. You know what? I, I guess it's an icebreaker. Yeah. Because it isn't like the same amount of like balls to actually walk up to. Like if she's with eight people walking up to her like, hey, I, you know, I'm interested in you. It is more like an icebreaker. Like, oh, shoot. I bumped into you. I'm already here. Yeah. Oh, so. I'm, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Let me, you know, can I make it up to you? Let me buy you a drink. Come to the bar. And you drag her out from that atmosphere. And that's where you can talk yeah. to her. Let me just say that uh, very calculated. That sur- that girl surrounded by eight people, eight of her friends, is very hard to approach to begin with. Got- girls, if if you're uh, if you're out there in the wild, so to speak, and you want to meet somebody, don't be surrounded by like eight of your friends. It's gonna be very difficult for a man to approach you. Nobody will want to have protection. You. At least like two friends that can back you up just in case. That's the thing. I agree. I think it. it- would be you know because also women always think about what their friends are thinking so you know it's kind of like you're trying to like win over all of them no way really yeah oh god that's so oh well it's a competition for women right so if uh, a guy approaches them and they think their friend is like oh this guy is whatever (laughs) they're not gonna go for that guy you know what i mean see guys wouldn't do that Guys would be like, metele mano. Yeah, guys would be like, go, 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 do have fun, bro, do your thing. But since girls find it like a competition, even with their friends, I assume. I'm not a girl, I can't speak for them. But you did mention something like that earlier. Yeah, I think even if it's even if it's subconscious, it's there for sure. So if a guy approached you and you thought your friend didn't find him attractive, you wouldn't talk to that guy? Less likely. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh I, no, maybe God. not me. Hold on, not me. We're getting the cheat but codes, bro. We're getting the cheat codes. Yeah, it is because the, they want the friend's approval. Yeah. And, and that's actually very dangerous, right? Because misery loves company. So your single <laughs> friends could actually talk to you out of a good relationship. Hopefully, as you get older, you stop to care. You know, you just you, you just care less about what your friends think of. Make your own decisions. And you're able to come to your own conclusions, yeah. And, and if you choose to explore, you choose, and if you choose to explore something, you want to do it because you want to, not because somebody else is, you know, judging you for it. I've been guilty of, like, you know, looking at a girl and being like, 
do I find myself with her? Do do, do we uh, match? Like, is she uh, is she on like my level kind just, of thing? Are you just what looking at her? That? Like, where is that? is that like at a glance or after meeting her? Uh, a little bit of both. But like at, at like, like you know, you the first thing you that. see is their appearance. Yeah. So you want I, I I've been guilty of being like, is she attractive enough for me? Yeah, that's very shallow. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's honest. It's a, a unconscious thought. You know, you you uh, just kind of think that way. You should, right? Yeah. I never think, oh, is she attractive enough for my friends to like? Yeah, I've think thought, she's hot. I've never thought about it that yeah. way. And if that's the way you think, that's not a man thought. That's, yeah, yeah that's, no, that's that's, that's definitely more of like a woman thing. It is like. And how you said earlier, women have this giant support support system from their friends, right? So they're gonna go to their friends, and then their friends are, their friends are gonna tell them like, no, he's a piece of shit. Like, leave him. Like, he and he did this, and he doesn't even make this much. And da 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 da. So the friends he doesn't are, even make this much. Right. Oh I god. Mean, the, the friends are, the whole breakdown. The friends are like, am I even too many? Like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 girl. This is what they do, you know. So. It, that that is honestly why to like my grandma used to always say like keep your friends out of your relationship mm-hmm. because they will do that. Yeah. You you mentioned something earlier and I remember in high school I forgot who it was, um actually asked me oh in Spanish like basically saying oh you 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 see that girl I'm with and I'm like bro why are you trying to have me look at your girl that way? That's weird. You've never no yeah. that actually, I disagree. Have you ever heard that song? Um, if it ain't looking, I don't want it. No, I've never heard that. Song. Okay, so. so I think for guys, they do want to have like the baddest thing on their arm. Yeah. That's like, you know, that's how people. You know, it's like men judge you by like. How- those are the guys with the high body counts. You know. Yeah. It's those like- are the guys that are like confident and. Yeah. But I don't really care about that shit. I mean, I, I, think about if you walk into like a. A Christmas party and, and you're like this big corporate guy, you're gonna wanna you wanna walk in with like a beautiful woman, right? Or you wanna walk in like with a I mean not be this is yeah. vain, but you don't wanna walk in like with a, a fat ugly girl. Like it's just you know, and not to say like some people may like that, but the the reality, like it's just being honest, you want to have like someone that looks good, like a model, like that every guy would want in there, but you have her. So kind of like an accessory. Exactly. Damn. That's so bad. That's so fucking bad. That's yeah. so bad. Holy shit. I I don't. Yeah, we're. Are. I think <laughs> no no. I think we're. I think we're both just men and women are just shit pieces of shit. Forget it. In conclusion, we're pieces of shit. Forget it. Absolutely. <laughs> we can end with that. No, Josh. Um, I do want to cover one last thing. Um, he, I I like that he's like. I'm starting something new and I wanted to be fully honest. And he showed that he had kids. Would you have been turned off? No, I love honesty more than anything. I love it. Like, it's so rare. And I love how she responded. I love that she was like, you know, totally for it. So, so honesty is good until you mention what kind of job you work and how much you make. <laughs> <laughs> no, Josh. Honesty is good, just not brutal honesty. You know, you gotta, you gotta have, you know, you gotta mellow it down a little bit. I live in the basement and I grow chameleons. <laughs> <laughs> do they sell, dude? Do they sell? Yes. 
so so I I do like the honesty, but yeah, like you said, sometimes too much honesty. You know, keep it to yourself. What's too much? Um, was was he doing too much to show her like within the first hour or two? Like, hey, I have children. And- I think I think it's a, it's coming on really strongly. Right. But it worked out for him. Maybe she did appreciate that. Maybe she loved that yellow shirt. Maybe it was all these That's factors. What I'm saying. And it she was meant to be right next to him. Yeah. The it stars aligned. Yeah. I, I swear, I really think like the shirt is what made her drawn to him. But it's good. Uh, honestly, right off the bat, like, hey, kids, you, you can't hide that. You know, you have kids. Some men do hide that. They're going to find out people, sooner or later. People, and hide, people hide that shit all the they time. They do. They're going to find out sooner or later. And rather sooner than later, you know? Sometimes it takes a later. Because <laughs> that's a really big deal. That's no, it is, you know. But that is um, that's admirable, and I think in this particular guy's situation, he went through enough, and he's seen, you know, how the deceitfulness of the affair and all that ended horribly. So he wanted to try something different, and it seems to be working for him so far. I'd like to get a five-year update. <laughs> Uh, you're, no, they're like what eight years? Eight years. Yeah. They're eight years. Eight the new couple is eight years. Yeah. Eight years this year. Yeah. Oh, so that is like an update. Yeah. I thought so, okay. So that's well, what about meeting a girl at a club? I feel like with the music being so loud, you, you how do you have a conversation? You don't. You just, I think that's beautiful because in that, like, that's, you have to get up close. It's body language. And you get to point, smell like. her. See, she has good hygiene. But then you got to scream in her in ear. In Miami, she will be all sweaty. Because yeah, of the but heat. that's the thing. If she still has good hygiene, she should still smell good. But then you have to scream in her ear like, Hi, Mommy. No, no, you <laughs> whisper in her ear. That's you got to get close. No, no, you Jessica, don't you whisper. You can't. Yeah. So, You've been like really close. <laughs> <laughs> so she could be like, huh? What? <laughs> and then you say, hey, let me, let me take in the bathroom out. <laughs> so you can hear me. <laughs> Let's have a bump in the bathroom. <laughs> no, I haven't. You haven't yet? I have not. Okay, so to our listeners, Jazz is new to Miami with her and her family. And, you know, welcome to Miami. Okay. Thank you. Cheers to that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's wait till you, especially uh, down in the beach area. Oh, my God. You, you literally cannot speak to the person next to you. It's that loud? Yeah. That's so loud. It, it really also just depends where you go. For the most part, the music is so loud, you cannot talk. Yeah. So it's body language at that point. So it's kind of a dance um, in those clubs because I've been there. It's a courtship ritual, yeah. It's, it's like uh, birds. It's like, I was just going to say like that, birds. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you scream into their ear like, Oye, mommy, que tu hace? And then they scream into yours like, Nah, que tu hace? No, no, I didn't it's kind of like, like this. Jazz, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the, the motion. You, you, you're going to help me out with this one, okay? Oye, mommy, que tu hace? Yo quiero un trao. Hey, que tu quieres? Eso es una mierda. That's so cool. That's not cool at no, all. It's not. No. It's a struggle it's to talk to people. Yeah. They have they have like earrings that's, on. That's like, why. Oh my god. I, I, if they have smelly so, earrings, bro. I, or what, the, what about their breath? Like you get to. I think this is so perfect because you get so up close. You get to see what their body, what their body smells like, what their breath smells like. I guarantee you, it's mm. sweat from the dancing. Oh, but isn't so that if we live in a swamp? Is it? <laughs> yes, this is land. Isn't it? Isn't it like science that if you like a person's like body Air odor or something? Like yeah, that? like you're you're uh, more inclined. Like absolutely, I, I, you're more in tune with their uh, with what their pheromones, their pH so levels. I found their pH levels. <laughs> I found out that when women are um, 
fertile, they smell better to guys. Oh, shit. So we are like animals. Yes, no. Really, you guys are. You really are more attracted or, you know, you can smell it. Even though you don't know that you can smell her, like, you can. And she gives off a different smell when she's fertile because you're supposed to go get her pregnant. Like, you know, in, in the animal lifestyle, but we're still animals, and so we still are, you know... Even the women, like, while they're fertile, like, their cheeks get a little bit more rosy and a little bit like these. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. But it's so true. So women are trying to replicate this with, like, perfume and makeup. Mm-hmm. And exactly. it kind of throws so that, us off. So that the whole entire month they can have those rosy yeah. cheeks and, you know, have that nice smell going on. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, we are animals. And, and yeah. you know, we are, like, just naturally attracted to certain types. Mm-hmm. I got one final question for for you, Jess. No. So how who should initiate the second date? Next question. <laughs> men. I think men are hunters and they should pursue. Things are changing. You okay? so you want so you wouldn't mind if, if Oh no, I, I would definitely mind. I'd be like, who the who the fuck are you? So you want you want to initiate. I want to initiate. If I'm gonna go after someone, yeah. But things are changing. So what does that mean? What the you wouldn't so, I know, so you wouldn't mind? Actually, it's a thing with men. If a girl approaches them, right, we're less likely to what? pursue. No way. No. Not at all. If a girl gives you the time of day, bro, yeah, right. <laughs> Consider yourself lucky at that point. Strong, confident men. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I was going to say, I do think naturally it is in a man's nature to hunt, right? Yeah. You know, so it gets a little thrown off. And yes, I do realize times are changing and women walk up to men. And sometimes it works, but I think that's the exception to the rule. That's why we got to do like the old 1800s where, you know, you see a hot guy, right? And, you know, she would drop her handkerchief mm-hmm. and, and the guy would be like, oh, madam, you dropped this. So yeah, that you, was, and that, that was, that now, was the okay, end. You smell it first. Now that is what a woman can do. You make I it seem like the guy... Yeah. I've heard this story, but it's so true. And I think that is the most that a woman should do is drop her handkerchief. <laughs> so what is the modern equivalent of a handkerchief then? Maybe like it's a just purse. Like a, it's just like her a purse. A phone? It, no, it's no, just no, like no a, never your phone. Just oh, drop yeah. your phone and crack it. <laughs> <laughs> never your phone. But I think oh, it God. is just like very subtle, right? It's just like it could be a glance. It could be like the smallest thing. I think it could just be like your body language, like the way you're positioned, whether you're open or... You know, like I said, a small glance or even a smile. Women are, you know, they, 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 you know, when they smile, if they're interested or things like that. This video sounds like a tutorial on how to hook up. <laughs> I just think drop something you're not afraid to lose. And man, you drop your phone. Someone, hey, yo, I just got the new iPhone 14, bro. <laughs> 15. No. Just Start carrying around a handkerchief. It doesn't have to be a handkerchief. It could be like lip balm or something. It's like something a, noticeable. It, yeah, it also depends on the location you're at. Because if you're at the club, nobody's gonna ain't see nobody going to see that. Nobody's going to see that. You make <laughs> eye contact first. You um. You unarm them with your smile. You know. You mean the, the disarm them. Unarm them. That's not English. <laughs> what do? <laughs> you know, too. I think men want to be helpful, right? Like you know, they kind of like that damsel in distress. So, like, you know, even if, like, maybe you need help with something, like, men are like, oh, I got, I, you know, let me, I'm strong, you know, I can pick this up for you. And I think um, sometimes women try to exactly like they can do it all, you know, which is great, but 
you know, then you don't really leave space for a man to come in and be, you know, rescued, rescue you and help Do you women out. want to be rescued? Absolutely. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a dance, right? Yeah. I love it, yeah. It's a little bit of a dance, like, <laughs> yeah. oh. Is that weaponized incompetence? Huh? Is that no. weaponized incompetence? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. I love, I'm like, I, love I, that I so much. open this, babe, can you help me? Like, I just can't do it. That's awesome. But it's, 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 it's nice. And right? Yeah, it helps. It, it, yeah. I would definitely approach somebody if they needed help. Yeah. And you help uh, changing all my cabinets. Who wants to help? Not me. I'll do it. I helped this guy it. paint his walls when he first got this place. Oh, really? It looks yeah. so good. I wasn't even paid for it. Wow. Who's the better friend, Dayron? <laughs> oh, bro. You really want to go down that route? <laughs> Let's go down that route, bro. Let's go down that route. I helped this man chase dogs, painted his walls wow. for no pay. That's a real one. He got me to host, co-host on his podcast. I'm not getting paid for this. We're not getting paid right now either, Ellis. <laughs> this is a podcast to talk about our feelings, Javi. You're welcome. Yeah, there was a time I, I think you were painting your fence. And I was like, oh, I'll help you out, bro. And then, like, next day went by. He didn't even call me or text me. He's like, oh, it's done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, man, I'm a one-man team. I'm used to, you know, doing, doing it on my own. Anyway, in conclusion... Daron is a terrible friend. <laughs> Men and women are, you know, total, total shit. Apparently, Jesus Christ. We offended so many people today. <laughs> really? I think nah, so. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Uh, we uh, offended the incels. They can be offended. I'm mean, sorry. Yeah. They can be offended. No, they shouldn't be offended. No. Maybe the one that went and did that, but not all of them. Because, you know, these are sometimes these are like just good guys that just nice that guys. Feel, the time They feel entitled that they should be able to sleep with a woman. And I don't like that. You yeah, have no- they, so they're entitled to never sleep with them. That kind of sucks. They, they don't take a, into account. That? They don't take into account that their personality is complete shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they have no it's not, redeeming yeah, quality. It's not the woman. It's you. Yeah. So you gotta love yourself, man. Love yourself in order to love others. <laughs> <laughs> Slapped him. <laughs> oh, why'd you do that, Tara? <laughs> that was such a weird ah. Oh. That we were friends. <laughs> I seem like he enjoyed it. Uh, I kind of oh. like that. I'm a little bit of a masochist, not gonna lie. I'm gonna edit that, like, uh, scream from every fucking movie. You know, you know what <laughs> yeah, you're talking about? about. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. That's, and, <laughs> let's close it out. Alright, guys. That's all for tonight. Thank you for tuning in to Single in Miami. This has been a quite a journey tonight into a tutorial on how to on how to how to on how to uh, find your uh, special partner out there. Wear your yellow highlighter, yellow shirt, and bump into them. <laughs> and make sure you just tackle don't them tackle the them to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Jazz, for coming by. Thank you guys so much for having me. Again, this is Jazz from All That Jazz and her podcast mm-hmm. linked below. And it's been a pleasure having you uh, here tonight. I hope we can collaborate even further. Yes, on on the on Ocean Drive. Let's go. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs>